Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. A shave club in the men's razor aisle. Getting your Dollar Shave Club razor wherever you want. Devo hard to the 10, draws the foul, and he's going to the line. Hogs down two with nine minutes to play. Anthony Black into the front court. They set a screen, double screen, top of the key. They free Walsh, pick and pop, three-pointer good! Walsh with a tray, the Hogs are up by one. Norm Roberts wants a timeout on the other end. Jordan Walsh knocked down the three, and the Razorbacks have battled back to take a one-point lead. Davis into the front court, dribbles at the top of the circle. Johnson sets a screen. Debo going to try to get to the rim on the move off the glass and in. Shot clock at 10. Try to isolate. Council left elbow jumper good. Ricky with the basket. Hogs within two. Council dribbles right side. Crosses Adams over. Gets to the low block. Turnaround jumper's good from Ricky. Council took matters into his own hands. Ties the game. Council's free throws good. Arkansas by three. Shot clock's off. One more for the Big 12 player of the year. He banked it in. He didn't mean to. He banked it in. Arkansas throws it into Kamani. Back to Black. Vegas, baby! Vegas, baby! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Hogs are going to the Sweet 16! Vegas, baby! The Razorbacks, for the third straight year, are headed to the Sweet 16! Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds with John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a great Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. As we know, a lot of things to react to. It was a great, great weekend for Razorback Sports. Obviously, going to the Sweet 16, beating Kansas, a very big deal. But on top of all that, Razorback Baseball taking care of business and sweeping the Auburn Tigers. That Auburn team, you know, that was in the College World Series last year. And any time that you can win a series in the SEC, especially the SEC West, it's always a very big deal. So great weekend for Razorback Athletics. But with the baseball team, they are just rolling right now. And hopefully they can continue on. So let's talk more about it as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And welcome in our guy, Peyton Stovall. Peyton Stovall leads off the fifth inning. Stovall swings and drives the first pitch to deep right center. There it goes. Peyton Stovall out of here. Pitch to Stovall, hammer to deep right field. Stovall's at a two-run homer. Wow. Where that did was he get all of that? Bomb. Peyton Stovall on Out of Bounds is presented by A-State Construction in Sheridan. Building new homes in Central Arkansas for the past 18 years. See their new home builds on Facebook at A-State Construction, LLC. Peyton Stovall, Razorback second baseman, joining us now. Peyton, appreciate you doing it, man, as always. How you doing? Yeah, it's good to have you on, man, as always. And I know that uh, it's been a busy weekend for y'all, busy season so far for you. But sweeping Auburn, how about that, man? We know that this team is capable. We know you guys have been grinding, but... You guys are on a hot streak right now that uh, is really hard to slow you guys down, especially when you beat a team like you did in Auburn in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, I thought we uh, we came up this weekend and we played really well. Um, we had, you know, the mound that the, the our pitchers on the mound. Um, you know, they they brought it this weekend, and uh, that's what we needed. Um, you know, with Hagen going to the pen just because of some injuries that we've had throughout our. Uh, pitching staff hunter coming in on friday and um throwing i think a five or six or six inning um it was great um we needed that and you know for him to just go out there get ahead of the count was huge and um and then hagan just being hagan going out there and, and playing in the door to, to open up that first game um that was huge for us to get that first one and then we knew that you know we had mcintyre going in the second game and we were going to try to go ahead and go for that second one and you know we uh we found success in that second game as well um we kept we uh, we're swinging it well uh, throughout the weekend. That's kind of continued, but I'm just really, uh, really happy for our pitching staff. Um, you know, proud of them. 
uh, you know, they pitched their tails off. And, you know, Sunday, we didn't really have a starter. It was kind of to be announced. And then Cody comes out there, and he got the start. Uh, he did great. So uh, we were all uh, – we are proud for the way that we played this week. But, um, you know, we're uh, just going to keep trying to build on that and keep building momentum. How about the home run by Jared Wagner yesterday that kind of got the scoring started and got you guys off to a, a fast pace, and then you come away with the shutout? Yeah, I mean, that's a – I don't know if y'all saw the videos. That's, I mean, that's a big league. That's what's a big league home run right there. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a grown man and he's, uh, he's been seeing it well. He's been swinging it really good now. And, you know, to have a guy like that in our lineup and not just him, but a lot of guys in our lineup, um, that have seen it well, uh, just to have that, um, you know, we knew that we were going to be able to swing it. So I felt like we kind of continued to do that this weekend. And so, uh, being able to do that, uh, that, that ultimately helps us, uh, um, you know, get the tweet this uh, this weekend. Yeah, Peyton, uh, watching that video and that home run and hearing the call from Phil Elson and everything, I mean, it, it was incredible. Of course, you were on base during that, so when, when it left the bat, did you, did you have any idea how much he got a hold of that? Because you're talking about a 470-foot home run. like that. That's nothing to sneeze at. That That's something that goes out into the back of the hog pin. Did you know that that was uh, as big of a home run as it did when it came off the bat? Yeah, so... Um Tavian gets on, and, um, and then I get hit by that pitch, and uh, and then I get on first. It was like a two-one count, I think. Um, coach Warnes, our first base coach, he looks at me and he goes, "If he's all over fastball right here, then this ball's probably leaving the yard." And not even five seconds later, I mean, he just c- crushed it. And uh, you know, I turned and looked at uh, Coach Warnes, and uh, he was fired up. But it, it was pretty cool. But yeah, man, I mean, being able to see that, I feel like I've been on base for a lot of Jared's home runs this year, and so. Um, just being able to have a guy like that hit behind me and Fabian, um, you know, just trying to get Peyton, what's the overall feel of the team? Get off to a great start in SEC play, 3-0 and over the weekend, but 13 in a row overall. Yeah, I mean, it's been, you know, we uh, kind of, like I said, just keep building momentum and uh, just playing good baseball. Um, you know, we're not trying to do too much. We're not trying to be a team that we're not. Uh, we just, we're a team that just all, we all really like each other. We all have really good chemistry around each other. And, um, you know, we all play for each other. And that's something that I think that's helped us, um, during this kind of this 13 game, um, you know, a little winning streak that we have going or whatever it is. Uh, you know, just, we're just having fun and, you know, everybody's playing for each other. And, you know, we just want to keep building on that with tomorrow playing at, uh, Southeastern. Missouri State, um, you know, so just been able to do little things like that, execute runners in scoring position, less than two outs, um, moving guys over, um, you know, and then here and there getting that big hit like Diggs did. Um, I think it was Saturday with bases loaded, with Jared with the three-run home run, um, getting a couple of those here and there, and then, you know, you kind of look up at the end and uh, you're winning. So just being able to continue to do that, um, hopefully is just going to continue to build momentum going uh, more into SEC play. Joined by Peyton Stovall, Razorback second baseman here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline, thanks to A-State Construction. Uh, yeah, Peyton, I know you mentioned uh, the success you guys are having on this run. Is that something that even gets like talked about? That it, is it any entering into the locker room or the minds of, hey, we're on this win streak, or hey, we're, we're doing these types of things, or is it just something that is all outside noise that people are talking about? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I definitely think it's a lot of outside noise. Um, you know, we, we in the locker room, we just kind of, uh, keep it within ourselves and you know we don't even really look at that we just try to go out there and play our brand of baseball and um i think doing that is kind of the, the results kind of happen as how they have and so um you know we just try to go out there and we just play loose and um you know it's not like we're trying to go to win so many games in a row we're just trying to play good baseball and even if we do lose we're going to run into that um down the road of, of playing good and just getting beat that's just how baseball is and so um you know i think we're prepared for that but um, yeah, definitely, man. I think we're uh, we're locked in right now as a as a locker room and a team, and um, you know we just want to keep it going. Peyton, have another um, midweek game tomorrow. You mentioned Southeast Missouri State, but then coming up over the weekend, going to number one LSU. So it's going to be your second series in the SEC. So what are your thoughts on the game tomorrow, and then going into the series against LSU? Yeah, I mean, we just seem to, uh, you know, one, you can't, you can't look forward, um, you know, to this weekend when you play tomorrow. So, uh, we should be locked in tomorrow, um, playing, playing good baseball and, um, you know, seeing, staying disciplined at the plate, 
um, execute high level pitches. Um, you know, uh, when you're up in the count, um, not just giving in, just stuff like that. And so, um, you know, that's ultimately what we want to do tomorrow. And then kind of look at this weekend. Um, you know, we play LSU, and, and uh, they're a really good team. Uh, they have a really good head coach, and um, I know a lot of the guys on their team. So it's going to be fun. Um, just growing up in Louisiana, always watching LSU. Um, you know, playing in Alex Box, it's going to be really fun. I'm really looking forward to it. Now, Payne, I want to take us back to the whole thing with Hagen Smith. I think that was pretty shocking to people when you know the pitching has had some injuries and whatnot. But Hagen, been the ace all year, has been really good. So it's like, oh no, he's he's not going. Uh, instead, they're going to go with Hunter Holland. He comes in. Hagen comes in as the closer. A lot of a lot of confusion there. It's like, hey man, we understand you got to make some moves, but you're taking out the ace and you're making him come out of the bullpen. Seemed to be uh, pretty surprising to everybody, but it really worked out. Uh, take us to that process. When did y'all hear about it? Is that something that had been uh, teetered with a little bit as the week goes on, or was it something that was like, hey, the game time decision? They're like, hey, Hagen's coming out of the bullpen, and we're going with Hunter Holland. Yeah, so we kind of knew. I think a couple days before, um, I think earlier that week, we kind of knew um, that was going to be a plan. Um, nothing against Hagen, but you know, Hagen last year he was able to come out of the pen for us a little bit. So I think that's what they want to do strictly just because of the injuries. I mean, Hagen's done. Um, a phenomenal job, but um, you know Hunter's done a great job too. And you know I'm not, I don't, I guess you know from I guess kind of how I see it, I'm not one of our coaches, but um, I think what they're, you know, what we're trying to do is, um, you know, we're going to try to go out and get that Friday night win and uh, get that Saturday win, um, you know, to win a series. And um, you know it was going to be kind of just pitch who we needed to and pitch who we had on Sunday, but Cody stepped up big that Sunday. Um, you know, so I could definitely see him continuing to uh, start on Sundays now. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Hagen's okay with it. Um, you know, he just wants the team to win. He's a great teammate. And, um, you know, we know that if it's late in the game and, and it's a close game and we're up, that, uh, you know, it's pretty much going to be a done deal when he comes up. Peyton, you have gotten some rest for some midweek games at times. So on a day like today, how soon do you find out whether you're going to be in the lineup or not or you get a chance to rest going into the game tomorrow? Yeah, so we'll kind of, um, you know, we don't really know until tomorrow. Uh, we'll kind of show up to the to the field early, and when we show up to the field, we'll, uh, we'll know when we get there the lineup will be posted, so then we'll know. So, uh, Also, Peyton, uh, going with uh, Hagen Smith and, uh, I love his attitude because I know when I've been around him, he's been a very just a low key guy. But do you think that there's a does he is he real more comfortable in the ace role? Is like that's something he desires and wants to be, or is it the, maybe be, feels a little bit better in the closer role, or is it just whatever the coaches want from him? Like what's the role you feel like he's he's excited about the most? Yeah, I mean I think you know he's the type of guy where he's just he's built to win, and um, he's really passionate. He really cares. He really wants to see me do good. So. Like I kind of said earlier, you know, what whatever is best for Hagen and or whatever's best for the team. So um, being able to do that, you know, have a guy like that who puts the team first for himself. Um, that's how you win ball games, especially at this level. And so, um, you know, because he could easily be selfish and, and want to start, but um, but no, he's not like that at all. So being able to have a guy like that, um, you know, it, it really helps us. But you know, I think honestly, man, it, I don't know. He, he's he's great either way um you know so i whenever he's on the mound, we're confident in him so that's uh you know that was really kind of my thoughts on hagan Peyton, we've talked quite a bit about hagan but as far as this pitching staff you rem- you you mentioned how great of a job they're doing this year uh speak about some of the other guys that maybe uh kind of impress you as far as what they're doing this season uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think, um, you know, like I say, like Cody, um, he's been doing good. Um, Hunter, I mean, he's been doing really good. He just has a mentality, just that bulldog mentality of, um, you know, he's better than you. And, and that's what, uh, you know, that's all it kind of is with him. Is he's just going to go out there and compete. And, um, you know, if you hit it, you hit it. So what? But he's going to go out there and give you the best. Um, I think Austin Ledbetter's done a great job of the opportunities that he's given. Um, he goes out there, he throws a lot of strikes, gets out. Um, gets out when we need it. Um, and then you switch to the kind of the hitting side. I mean, of course, Jace, Jared, um, Tavian. There's a lot of guys that um, have been contributors to this team. And, um, you know, we need as many guys as we can. So being able to, to count on a lot of guys, um, it really helps uh, in the long run. Um, instead of just having a couple guys, you know, in the lineup per se, where there's two or three guys seeing it, well, instead, we, right now we've probably got, you know, seven, eight guys that are seeing it well, which is really nice. So we don't got to count on just a couple people. 
um, you know, to, to be seeing the ball well, to drive in some runs or whatever it is. Now, Peyton, I know that uh, from what I hear, you know a lot about the game of baseball and a lot more than me, I can tell you that. So let me ask you this. Sportsmanship warning, what is, what is that? How, do, how does one get a sportsmanship warning, and, and what, what goes into that? What does that mean? Uh, so I know, like, they've made a rule um, where if you backflip over your head, then you get a warning in your dugout um, where your head coach and the player, and then if it happens again, whoever does it, that player and the head coach is thrown out of the game. Um, that's a r- new rule um, this year that they made. Um, and so I think when Jared did that, they ended up giving us a warning. Um, but, I mean, that's kind of all I know about the, I guess, the sportsmanship, like, warning for it. Um, that's the only thing I can think of. Um, but that's happened to us before, too. Jace did it earlier in the earlier in the year, and it ended up happening to him, too. He ended up bat and they ended up uh, giving us a warning. And, um, you know, we didn't try to – it's not like we were trying to argue with it or whatever. It's just how the rules are. So Yeah, I mean, obviously I don't want you ever to criticize uh, umpiring or anything and get you in trouble, but I just thought it was funny because I heard the same thing. It's like, oh, it can't go over the head. So I was like, so what if it's really close, though? Like, you know, did they go to the review and like, hey, if, it, if we got to figure out if it went over his head or not to be a sportsmanship warning. And then uh, the fact that if the coach is involved, see, I didn't know that part of it. So I guess uh, now it makes sense as uh, what to watch for and uh, what could be the problems on that, too, which I'm sure Dave Van Orn wouldn't be too happy if he ended up getting ejected because some of his players were the ones that are getting the sportsmanship warnings. <laughs> for sure. He wouldn't be too happy. Hey, Peyton, how, how would you control a bat flip based on emotion if – you know, you're you hit a bomb and then you decide to do a bad flip. How do you control it where it's not gonna go over your head? How does that happen? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, there's different ways that you can do it. Um, I kind of remember I hit one earlier in the year and I just kind of tossed it to the side, um, making sure what didn't go over my head. Um, but you know, Coach Vanhorn tells us tells us all the time, uh, you know, act like you've done it before and be a professional about it. So, um, you know, of course, emotions are gonna get the best of you sometimes, and when it's a big moment and you know, sometimes it's called for, but, um, you know, just, just being a professional about it and just acting like you've done it, I think that's ultimately how you can kind of prevent some of that stuff. Well, Peyton, I know that uh, you've been focused, of course, on baseball and on Auburn this past weekend, too, but uh, I'm sure you follow along and start to see the Razorback basketball team beat Kansas and go to the Sweet 16. Just what were your thoughts and reactions to that game? I thought it was awesome, man. We uh, We were all... We all, after we got done with that game, we were all dead in the locker room watching it. Uh, you know, we were. I remember at halftime, I saw something. It was, I think, Kansas was up like eight or nine points, and they they had like a stat that came up. It was like Kansas is forty-seven and zero in the tournament by when leading by eight plus points at halftime or something like that. And my immediate reaction was like, "Oh, that's never good." When they post something like that, that's never good. And so, you know, we I was really proud of the way that um, those guys played. Devo had a great game. Um, Kamani had a big time um, layup on that offensive rebound late in the game. Um, Ricky Council with those uh, free throws late in the game to kind of ice the game. Um, you know they they played their tails off, and we'll all be watching next Thursday. Um, you know when we'll be in Baton Rouge, we'll all be tuned in watching. Yeah, it's got to be a cool thing too. It's like you got the basketball team that watches y'all comes to y'all's games, and of course like the football team. You know, everybody's involved in that, too. It's it's good to see camaraderie where it's, you know, all the Razorback sports are supporting each other, too, and hoping the best for everybody. I'm sure it's a cool thing to have. For sure, man. I mean, you know, the, the team, the, like, I guess the term here is one Razorback, and that's a real thing here. Um, every sports team supports each, other, supports each other, and, you know, I don't think it's necessarily how it is at every other school. And so just being able to do that, man, it's awesome. And, you know, athletes kind of get athletes, and so – um, they can kind of, you know, understand you on a different level and stuff like that and talk to them, just different athletes and different sports. And so it's kind of nice to have that. And, um, you know, we all, of course, just playing baseball, playing sports, we all love watching different sports. So it's, it's really enjoyable to be able to watch other sports and then watch us. Yeah, and uh, just last one for you here, Peyton, too. Uh, you know, we, we saw the game and must take his shirt off in celebration being Kansas. It's probably not something Dave's going to do anytime soon, right? He's probably not that type that's uh, going to take his shirt off if you guys win a title, or maybe he will. <laughs> I asked him, and he said, uh, I said, Coach Van Horn, what would it take you to, to uh, take off your shirt like Coach Musselman did? And of course, he kind of started laughing. He was like, well, you know, if we're in Omaha and late in June and 
and uh, we end up winning that thing, then that'd be the only shot that uh, that I'd probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> it probably wouldn't be the only one, that's for sure, if that ends up happening. So let's hope it happens for everybody's sake. But Peyton, man, we really appreciate you joining us as always. Have a great week, and have a great weekend against LSU, man. And hopefully we're catching up with you next week, talking about this win streak continuing on. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Talk to you all later. All right. Appreciate it. Again, that was Peyton Stovall, Razorback second baseman, joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to A State Construction. And I felt like that's a pretty good answer by Dave Van Horn. And I feel like he says that would, I like how he said, he's like, that's be the best shot at it. Didn't say you do it. He said that would be the best shot at me taking off my shirt in celebration, which, let's be honest. Even if Dave did that, probably not taking off his shirt. He's going to celebrate, but probably not going to be his style or his way of doing it either. That was his way of saying, let's get to the moment and see what happens. It, you know, we can discuss it then, but let's make that happen. That's right. That's right. I, lo- I love the answer there uh, by Dave. And, and, you know, they got a long season in front of them. But, man, they're killing it. Razorback baseball is doing such a great job. And the offense is going. And the pitching, and even though it's, uh, it's been tough with the injuries and everything, they are still finding ways to get it done and still finding ways to look good doing it. And if you look around the SEC, folks, these other SEC teams are struggling, like Tennessee. Remember big old Tennessee? Yeah, they uh, they got swept by Missouri. You know, they think about Mississippi State. They've lost so many games straight to SEC teams dating back to last year. They've been struggling, too. So it's a long season. Got to t- continue to take care of business. But point is that Arkansas is in a great position. Hopefully they continue to get better and hopefully – They can do a great job this week and this weekend against LSU there in Baton Rouge. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll get some other reactions here on a Reaction Monday presented by Fleet Management Services. So if you want in on the conversation before we close up shop, call or text 501-661-1037. Take a break. Come back with those phone calls and messages as well as some other headlines here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. BetSaracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. This is Sports Center. Arkansas is Las Vegas bound as they took care of Kansas on Saturday, winning 72 to 71 behind Devo Davis's 25 points and eight rebounds. After the game, Coach Eric Musman talked about the win. Well, I've been coaching a long time. That's that's as great as win as I've ever been a part of. Again, because of the the history of Kansas, because of some of their veteran players that were part of a championship team last year. You know, a lot of people didn't think we were going to win our first round game. Arkansas will face UConn on Thursday at 6:15 on CBS. The other game on Thursday are Kansas State versus Michigan State at 5.30, Florida Atlantic versus Tennessee at 8, and Gonzaga versus UCLA at 8.45. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Is your Oaklawn the sound of starting gates and pounding hooves? Is it the first sip of the perfect post-time Bloody Mary? Or maybe it's just Saturdays with lots of friends and zero cares. No matter what you love about live racing at Oaklawn, it's back and better than ever. With more race days, bigger purses, and the top thoroughbreds in the world, this season is like no other. Make your reservations today at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. From 67167, it's Trooper Colt Chipley and his partner Dirty Larry with the Arkansas Freeway Patrol. 7 Guatney 3, we have a backup at the Gregory Street exit. 10 4, this is Trooper Shipley, we're on the scene. Well, it looks like that lady broke down trying to get to Guatney's sale. Did someone say sale? 0% interest on the 2022 Silverado is back, and Guatney Chevrolet has them in stock. Plus, no payments for Three months, 2.9% APR available on Equinox. And remember, all pre-owned vehicles are good enough for mom. Here's my license, Dirty Larry. Now I know what you're thinking. Do I feel lucky? I sure do. I'm trading for a new Silverado at 0%. 
Guatney Chevrolet, 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. At College Hunks Hauling Junk and Moving, they move the things you love and haul away the stuff you don't. They offer packing, moving, loading and unloading, as well as junk removal. Find out why they have more five-star reviews than any other moving company. CollegeHunksHaulingJunk.com. Our care is a system of doctors, nurses, counselors, and pharmacists dedicated to bringing you the highest quality of health care. But it's more than that. It's relational. It's human. It's thousands of people over a three-state footprint offering health care to all. From the country club to the homeless shelter, no one is turned away. Our care. So you can live your story. Look, I get it. We all receive a lot of messages and calls. But when you're driving, they can wait. Slow down, phone down. Work zone crashes have increased by 70% in Arkansas over the last four years. Law enforcement officers are patrolling work zones with zero tolerance for speeding or distracted drivers. When you enter a work zone, remember, slow down, phone down. It's the law. A message from the Arkansas Department of Transportation and the Arkansas Highway Safety Office. Join me, John Neighbors, and Freaky Joe Franklin live on location at Twin Peaks this Friday from 1 to 4. Happy hour starts at 2 with dollar off wine, liquor, cheap shots, and ice cold 29 degree draft brews. Select apps are just 2, 4, and $6. See you Friday at Twin Peaks. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin, live from the NCAA tournament. Great defense, Arkansas, and they take it away. McDaniel will end it in style. Arkansas is in hog heaven. They've won the first ever national championship. On 1037 The Buzz. Wait a minute, this love started off so tender, so sweet. But now she got me smoking out the window. It is Out of Bounds on a Reaction Monday, presented by Fleet Management Services, and we have been flying by, and as a reminder, we're going to be out in Vegas this week, covering the Sweet 16 and hopefully the Elite 8, and... Hopefully we have a whole buzz event party down in Houston. I think that's the plan. If Arkansas is able to go to the Final Four, which will be awesome. It'll be great. It'll be so much fun, and hopefully they can keep this run going. But uh, well, we're going to give you some live coverage. So if you haven't had a chance, or if you haven't done it yet, you got to follow us on social media at all 1037 The Buzz. Talking about Instagram, talking about Twitter, talking about Facebook, talking about YouTube as well, that YouTube channel. We had some great stuff and some great behind-the-scenes things going on there in Des Moines. It's going to be the same for Vegas, so be sure to follow us on all social media if you haven't done so already. A few people texting in. First Arkansas Bank Interest text line. This comes from the 870. It says, with Duke being out early and the Hawks' success so far in the tourney being fueled mostly by experienced players, do you believe the allure of one-and-done five-star players has lost a little luster? Is it possible that three- to four-star guys combined with some transfer portal help can get you to that two to three years out of what may become a more desirable group to many coaches. This year's Duke team certainly has made Kentucky's big group of five stars next year look less scary. Transfer portal is attractive, but that's why you want to mix and match. You're never going to go away from getting the best talent that's out there coming from high school until uh, they make it where it's one and done or not one and done anymore, and these guys can go directly to the next level. If that talent is there and available, you're still going to want to go get that talent, the highest-ranked players. Yeah, you want to have the best players that you can. And no coach is ever going to come out and say, you know what, that guy is so talented, and he's the most talented player out there in college basketball, but I don't want him playing for me because he just doesn't have enough experience. Nobody's going to say that. You want the best players. You want to make it work. But there is something to be said about, like you said, striking the balance. Even if you look at it in the NBA, you know, there's, a, there's not a team out there in the NBA that will win an NBA title that is filled with rookies and one- or even two-year players, and that's it. Like, you, you got to have experience. That's why guys have been around. I look at the Celtics, like a guy like Al Horford. 
You know, Al Horford is a quality player, but uh, is he the most talented player in the NBA? No, but the experience and, and what he provides is huge. And it's the same thing in college. You've got to find a balance of it all. And uh, Arkansas was able to uh, go to the Elite Eight last year with a lot of experienced guys and no freshmen. And the year before that, they were able to go with a balance of guys like Moses and Devo and Jalen, but also Justin Smith and Jalen Tate and those guys. So different ways to skin a cat. But I think if you just look at all the champions over the past 10 years in college basketball, a lot of them are either experienced players or a balanced team. But uh, you need you want you want talent. You want players. You want the guys to be able to buy in. And uh, there's a lot that goes on to it as well. Also uh, from the uh, Asher Wrecker Live Fan Feedback from a Hog Fan, it says, It was obvious from the players' comments after the game that they do indeed hear chatter and read message boards. That being said, I understand the tears. Some fans of this program spew vitriol hatred. Things I've read about Devo and, and Smith this season, let alone their coach. A few players mentioned being given up on their, on their coach and being given up on the fans, on by the fans. Being a fan doesn't always translate to the knowledge of the game. I mean, I think that uh, in this day and age in social media, no matter what, there's going to be people saying things and tweeting things and tagging players in it, which is not right, but unfortunately it's just the way people are. It's a matter of uh, overcoming that and being better from it, too. And I'm sure that that played into a lot of it when he said we were struggling. I think You don't think that the Razorbacks players knew that they were struggling? You don't think that they knew that they weren't playing up to snuff? They knew that, but they didn't need to hear but all the, the hatred that's going towards them as well. So I'm sure that played a part into it. That they were like, this was for all the fans out there that were biased, but also shutting up a lot of the doubters that were hating on us the entire season there, too. Well, it was about even going into this game, and Ricky Council, he mentioned it. He said nobody picked Arkansas to go in and beat Kansas, but they had a certain belief amongst the team that they could do it, and they were able to pull it off. Yeah, they, they got it done, guys. They got it done. And uh, at the end of the day, that's really all that matters, too. Uh, also, uh, DD says on the Astro Record Life and Feedback, what's so amazing about the Princeton run is they didn't even have a season two years ago because the Ivy League canceled the entire season, and now they are in the Sweet 16. It's a great point, too. Um, you know, I, I keep thinking back to that time where, you know, the so much mysteries revolving around COVID and the pandemic and all of that. And uh, I remember the Ivy League shutting everything down. So that, that hampers so many different athletic programs in general. And the fact that everybody was, of course, in the Ivy League canceled, too, in Princeton just a couple of years later, boom, coming back and having a great year, too. That's that's pretty impressive and shows the the great job of what they've been able to do and really looking impressive so far this year too of of how they won the games because I was someone who thought Missouri and the way they looked I was like man they could uh, they could make a run at the Sweet 16 make that next step but uh, Princeton did a great job and ended up stifling that up and down type of offense and holding them to a very low point total as well. Well, there are never any years that you go into the NCAA tournament identifying a 15 or 16 seed to say that. This is a team that is going to go on a run because you don't expect it. It's happened a few times with only two times with the one beating the the 16 beating the one. It's happened a few times, a 15 taking down a two, but a lot of times that will be their only game they win. So you just don't go into the tournament year in and year out looking for upsets coming from 15 and 16s. You go in looking at 12s and 11s, but you just don't bank on a 15-16 coming away with a win in the first round and then going on a run from there. I don't think I've ever, at least that I can remember, pick a 15 seed to upset a 2 seed in my bracket before. I don't, I don't think I've ever done that. Now, I've done, on occasion, I think I may have done one or two 14 seeds, maybe, but that's about it. Yeah, so the fact that uh, you had Princeton making it, and again, third straight year now where a 15 seed is made to the Sweet 16 is truly impressive. But the one thing I kind of had a good chuckle at with Missouri, for those uh, Missouri haters out there, the the back-to-back years that they've been in the NCAA tournament both were bounced by 15 seeds because you had uh, Norfolk State when they beat Missouri when Frank Haith was there after Mike Anderson left, and now Princeton ends up being the 15 seed there too. Purdue is even a lot less impressive than that. Three years in a row, they've lost to 13 seeds or higher. Whew. That's or lower rather. Yeah, that's man, Purdue. Like I I try to figure it out. Like I try to figure I know Matt Painter's a good coach and they play in a really tough league. Big Ten basketball's no joke. And they've been pretty consistent as far as being a tournament team and a lot of cases being a 
three seed, two seed, four seed, all of that. But man, I don't know what it is about once they get to the tournament and and just having uh, these early exits to teams that they should have such a high favorability against. You know, is it a coaching thing? Is it just a coincidental thing? I don't really know. But man, if you're a Purdue fan, you got to get pretty frustrated by this happening. Where you feel like this is a year that you should make it at least the second weekend, and then you get bounced by the 16 seed. Something's like, what? what's the deal? How does this keep happening? What's the problem? Like, why is it this way? Especially in recent years where you have Zach Eady on a team, there are no teams, especially that are that low in the seeding, 13 and below, that are going to be have any players that match up against Zach Eady. And even some of the higher-seeded teams, a guy that's 7-4, you want to feed him the ball every time until they can stop it. Yeah, like that, and that's why I didn't understand this game because I didn't have a chance to watch it all because of uh, – you know, how crazy it was in Des Moines. But I, I did look and see that Fairleigh Dickinson, their tallest player is 6'6". Their tallest player is 6'6". They have two guys that are at 6'6", a couple guys at 6'4", 6'2". I think they said the average height of them was about 6'1". And I know that there's more to it. There's more than that. But I just don't understand how, if you have a seven foot five guy who is like player of the year, it's so dominant, and you're going up against a team that nobody is even, is like a foot shorter. Everybody on the court is going to be a foot shorter. How do you just not feed him the whole time and, and get him there? Maybe maybe it's easier said than done, and maybe you just got to give a lot of credit to Fairleigh Dickinson. But that was something I was just like, how does that happen when the other team's tallest player is a foot smaller than the other guy, and they still can't find a way just to dominate and score at will? Don't really know. But Purdue's probably asking that same question to themselves, too. How, how, does, that, how does that type they of thing They better be, because they need to get that turned around or – Painter is going to be in trouble if the track record continues like that. Yeah, can't can't miss out on opportunities. National Record Life Fan Feedback, Jason says, what is the highest seed ever to win the NCAA tournament? And then, uh, wasn't it Villanova when they won and beat Georgetown? They were eight seed, eight I think. Seed. I think that's when it was. What's Arkansas? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But still, yeah, eight seed, I believe, is what it was with that Nova team. They ended up making a run. I think they just make a few specials on that, uh, maybe on HBO and documentaries, because that Georgetown it was Patrick Ewing's team, right? It was at Georgetown when yeah. they did it. So, yeah, that was the last time uh, I think it's happened. I know ones have won it, twos have won it, threes have won it, fours have won it. I think even fives have won it. Uh, but besides, I don't think any sixes or sevens have... Uh, actually, no, I take that back. I think seven won it when UConn had uh, that Napier kid. I think they were a seven seed that year that they went on that run. And, uh, and won that. They went on a big-time run in the Big East. That's mm-hmm. what they always were doing, putting it together in the Big East tournament and then getting into the NCAA tournament and just turned it on. Yeah. Sometimes, again, it's about in postseason playing your best basketball at the right time. And I know everybody wants to do that. Everyone says that they want to do it. In fact, I heard Eric Musselman after the game when he was talking uh, with, with CBS. He's like, you know, we, we keep telling people we're getting better. And, and, you know, we, it's hard for teams to get better at this time of year and be playing better at this time of year and continuing to improve at this time of year. But they keep doing it. So I think it's just a, an easier said than done type of thing. you got to have a certain mentality and a certain approach. And uh, there's no doubt that Eric Musselman and whatever he's doing is working because he's 8-2 and two in the past three years in the NCAA tournament with an opportunity to add to that mix and uh, add to uh, another resume-building type of, program-building type of uh, run in the NCAA tournament there, too. Man, how about that? I guess got a text from uh, my guy Lang Whitman. He says, three four-seeds have won the national championship. No five-seeds. Only one six-seed, one seven-seed, and one eight-seed. So, there you go. Uh, No five-seeds ever have won it. But you have had six, seven, and eight. So there you have it. We are going to close up shop on the other side of the break, but we got three and out. A lot of great storylines and headlines we haven't gotten into yet, but we'll do that, and we'll get you set up and primed and ready for Drive Time Sports. All coming up next year on Out of Bounds.
I realize the complexities of the human body and its ability to heal itself. That's orthopedic surgeon Dr. John Herzog talking about regenerative medicine at QC Kinetics. It's a very well thought out process and they use it in all the professional teams around the world. Regenerative medicine uses healing agents from your own body like your blood or bone marrow. Highly concentrated and delivered right to the achy joint. By putting it in the spot where it can't normally get to, you can facilitate healing. At QC Kinetics, they are the nation's leader in this exciting field of medicine. Lasting pain relief with no drugs, no downtime, and no surgery. People are very happy to have an opportunity to get better without going through the entirety of a medical procedure. The old ways of dealing with joint pain are no longer the only ways. Learn more about regenerative options that could help you get your life back. Call QC Kinetics now for a free consultation. Call QC Kinetics, 501-222-8440. That's 501-222-8440. 501-222-8440. You can hear the best of the NCAA tournament on 106.7 Buzz 2. From the very beginning all the way to the championship game. Tournament coverage is brought to you by Double B's, Slim Chickens, Hometown Roofing, Hennard's Foothills Equipment, and Alcoa Community Federal Credit Union. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store right here in Sherwood. Well, you know everybody's talking about high prices on automobiles, but I've got some great news. We have huge discounts on our most popular models. How about this? $10,000 off on Ram Bighorn Crew Cab 4x2s. And we have a beautiful lifted Bighorn Crew Cab 4x4 that's also discounted $10,000. We've got a huge selection of Jeep Gladiators for $6,000 off. You'll save up to $6,000 on the brand new Grand Cherokee Laredo 4x4 at Fletcher Dodge in Sherwood. Folks, that's the hottest selling model. I hope you get this message. We have a huge inventory of new units and we have our famous green tag prices clearly marked on the windshield the green tag is the lowest price no tricks no gimmicks everyone gets the green tag price you know we have three dodge Chrysler jeep ram stores so we have a big selection come see us at fletcher dodge on warden road or you can shop us online at fletcherdeals.com at edwards food giant they know your family is important and they also know that your time and convenience is as well so why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is pot roast for only $7.49 per pound. Paired with macaroni and cheese for just $4.99 per pound. Shh. (laughs) You hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. Make today more interesting with Bentley's online sports betting action. You can bet on pro and college games with Bentley, the only online sports book in Arkansas and Tennessee. And right now, every new customer can cash in on a $250 risk-free first bet. Download the Bentley Sportsbook app now in the Apple and Google Play Store or visit Bentley.com. With Bentley, every game matters. Must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas or Tennessee to bet. Play responsibly. For help quitting, call 800-522-4700. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time? is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. If you headlines, a few storylines, a few things we got to dive into. But before we do, I got to tell you once again about Guadney Chevrolet. Being the best place and the premier place for all of your automotive needs. Not only do they have the great deal going on right now with 0% financing on 2022 Chevy Silverado 1500s, 
with that TurboMax engine, which is so incredible. But they also have great deals on the Equinox, also pre-owned vehicles, which we know that sometimes new isn't for everybody, but it's always tough to find some high-quality pre-owned vehicles, right? You go there, you don't really know what the history is. Maybe they've been wrecked. Maybe they aren't working very well. Maybe there's something internally going on. Well, it's always a tough buy and a tough thing to deal with. But luckily, Aguani Chevrolet, not only do you have the pre-owned vehicles that are good enough for mom, but they are good enough for you to drive and drive for a long time. Every vehicle is guaranteed, and they also have a great service department there to where, as you continue to drive your vehicle, you want to go back and use Guani Chevrolet with their Chevy certified service. Easy going process. Also have great hours when it comes to their service, like on Saturday from 7 a.m. to noon. Can't beat that. So check out Guadney Chevrolet, the Gregory Street and exit, and exit in Jacksonville at 1301 TP White Drive, Guadney Chevrolet, and GuadneyChevrolet.com. Uh, I know we talked to Peyton Stovall earlier today and talking a little college baseball. I thought this was an incredible story. I should have used this for maybe my best and worst of the weekend, depending on how you look at it. But uh, there was a game uh, over there on the West Coast with Pacific and San Diego. And it was an incredible feat because <laughs> there were 10 runs scored in the bottom of the eighth inning. Okay? 10 runs scored. You see that happen? Well, the difference in this one, there wasn't a single ball, though, that left the infield. 10 runs were scored, but no ball left the infield. There was a throwing error, a throwing error, a bunt, a walk, a ground out, sacrifice ground out, a fielder's choice, a walk, a wild pitch, a ground out, a wild pitch, and once again, another throwing error. Ten runs scored, and a ball did not leave the infield. Not many people can say that, but hey, San Diego pulled it off. An incredible feat, and needless to say, they lost the game as well. NFL and Roger Goodell are expected to finalize a multi-year contract extension for commissioner at next week's owners meetings in phoenix and we remember about a year ago this was a heated discussion when jerry jones was overheard telling robert Kraft, don't blank with me as they were discussing this and jerry jones was one of the few owners that held out and he wanted to kind of table the discussion of extending the contract but looks like they're headed in the direction of extending that contract now and Roger Goodell will have a new contract in place next week. Is he going to get paid more, or is it just going to be longer? Both. Great. So, wasn't he making something stupid like $52 million a year or something crazy like that? Yeah. Huh. Must be nice. Huh? He's by far, or I shouldn't say by far, but he's definitely got to be one of the most hated individuals in all of sports when it comes to also weighing that with making the most money. He could probably deal with a lot of the hate if he's making that type of money. Uh, also, in some entertainment news, at least this is something that means something near and dear to my childhood, but Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell are teaming up once again for Good Burger 2. Now, for those of you who watched all that back in the day on Nickelodeon, remember Keenan and Kel on there? You remember the skit dealing with Good Burger? And then they made even a kid's movie about it back, I think it was in 97, 98. And I love that movie. And now they're teaming up to have another movie. I'm sure it won't be the same, won't be as good. I'm hopeful and all of that, but... Still a, a pretty cool thing to see uh, them after 20 years getting back together and trying out with another Good Burger movie. So I'm looking forward to at least checking it out. It'll probably be cheesy, corny, and overrated, but I still look forward to watching it. World Baseball Classic USA has made it to the final. They beat Cuba 14-2, and they will face the winner of Mexico-Japan in the final for the championship of the WBC World Baseball Classic. So USA moving on, and they'll have a chance to win it. Also, uh, you know, I love the studies and everything that go on in the world, but there's been a new study that talks about the most polite state, people that are the nicest. Montana was actually voted as the most polite state, and as a lot of you can probably uh, get an idea about, the most impolite state in all the nation is California. People talk about Southern hospitality, but it's kind of crazy. It's not a whole lot of Southern states. It says that Vermont was second on the most uh, polite, as well as Alabama, then Minnesota, then Delaware, then Wyoming, then Arkansas. How about that? Number six, Utah, Hawaii, and Idaho. But the worst states, of course, California, followed by Illinois, Louisiana, Michigan, makes sense, Pennsylvania, Oregon, Massachusetts, Florida, and West Virginia. So if you're in a state and you feel like everyone's mean, there's probably some truth to it because those states are without a doubt, according to the studies at least, the most impolite states around. 
During the World Baseball Classic, there was a game going on with Mexico taking on Puerto Rico and uh, in Miami. That's one of the sites for the WBC at Lone Depot Park. Rapper Takashi 69 was there, and he got kicked out of the stadium for being too drunk. The quote is, he was heavily intoxicated, intoxicated and interrupting other guests. So he had to be removed from his section because he was disturbing fans. He was drunk. He was inebriated. He was out of control. And there were a lot of families there last night. So he was bothering people and had to be removed. Now, there is a life hack that I'm about to tell you about, which, again, is helpful to me. Maybe some of you knew it already. Maybe you're going to yell at me and call me an idiot for not knowing it. But uh, there is a way to remove a Band-Aid with actually no pain. Even if it's over an area that's got a little bit of hair on it, like a finger or something like that, uh, it can be a little bit painful, but there is a way of changing that. Is apparently what you need to do is not pull the Band-Aid away from the skin, pull it alongside the skin, kind of the way that uh, command strips work. And this has been something that's going on TikTok and everything, and apparently all the people trying it saying, wow, it actually works. You don't have to go against the grain. Just pull it one end of the strip and slowly stretch it off of the skin and you're good to go. So if you have Band-Aids or if you get roughed up a bit and you're tired of the pain, try that because it might be life-saving when it comes to saving you that pain. Bad Bunny is dating Kendall Jenner. He has a new song out called Coco Chanel, and he seemed to take a shot at her ex, Devin Booker. He says, but the sun in Puerto Rico is hotter than in Phoenix. She knows it. And then Devin Booker went to social media and seemed to respond to it. He didn't say anything directly. He just said, Scorpio women are dangerous. Kendall Jenner happens to be a Scorpio. So most adults under 40 say that they still don't have a handle on the whole adulting thing. 48% of people under 40 says they don't even know how to change a tire. 32% don't know how to change a diaper. And 22% don't even know how to file their taxes. But what other specific Skype skills adults under 40 don't have besides that? Apparently 63% said they they couldn't change their own oil. Or 42% saying they couldn't jumpstart their own car. Tying a tie, 46% say they never have. And one of the craziest ones to me is using a grill to barbecue. 18% have no idea how to even use a grill. Willem Dafoe says he wants to return to the Spider-Man franchise and play Green Goblin once again. He says it's a great role, and if everything was right, sure, he'd love to do it again. Now, he did make a return in Spider-Man No Way Home, nearly 20 years after first playing the role, but he said he wants to continue on, if at all possible. I wonder how much money he made on that. Maybe that's an incentivization of why he wants to come back into that role, too. But I will say, Willem Dafoe, I know they do a lot of de-aging, but in that movie, the dude can still play it. He can still get it going. Dude's an incredible actor. Creepy as I'll get out, but still an incredible actor nonetheless. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. And you guys better stay tuned because we got Drive Time Sports and old Ray Tucker coming up next. So stay with us. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you've got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Monday night is poker night with two games nightly, 7 p.m. and 9 p.m., 